What's up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 86, and you are listening to the Tailgate, where this week we will be discussing the ending of the Western and Eastern Conference Finals and getting ready for the NBA Finals between the Celtics and the Warriors. But before we get into all that, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us that five-star rating if you listen on each uh, also, hit us with a review on Apple if you got the time to do so. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, you can follow the Telgate on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. Uh, that's where we do most of our interacting there, our uh, first reactions to tech news, NBA news, all that good stuff. Follow us there for all of that and to join in on the conversations. You can also follow our Facebook and Instagrams. Uh, if you want to follow our personal accounts, follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We also have a YouTube channel where you can go check out a couple quick highlight videos from segments throughout the show. Uh, and lastly, if you have any comments, questions, or anything that you want to add to the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Now with all that said, let's get into this week's tailgate. Dustin, we have ourselves an NBA Finals matchup that is set, but before we dive into all of that, let's do some cleanup on the Eastern Western Conference Finals. Uh, as you guys are aware, uh, the Mavs were able to force a Game 5, but the Warriors closed them out with the gentleman's sweep, ending that one back in San Francisco to send themselves to the Finals. This is the sixth finals appearance for the this version of the Golden State Warriors with Clay, Draymond, and Steph Curry at the helm and Steve Kerr are running the show. Uh, so they dispatched to the Mavs. The Mavs tried to fight, make a little bit of a comeback late, but was ultimately too little too late. Clay had a nice game five. Uh, the Warriors were ultimately too much for the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. So Dustin, the Mavs season comes to a close. Uh, what have you got to add to uh, put this season to rest for the Mavs? Yeah, like I said last week, you know, even if they go out and lose this in however many games, it's still more than the expectations you had of this year. Like the expectations were, you know, make playoffs and possibly win that first round. You didn't have any expectations in the second round. So to win the second round, especially against the one seed and get to the Western Conference Finals, that's exceeding expectations, <clears throat> but, you know, looking ahead, I don't know where the Mavs go because they don't have room to go anywhere. I was yeah. looking into, you know, their roster, salary and all that. They don't have a first-round pick next year. Um, they Jalen Brunson's the only, like, free agent, so will they bring him back or not? He obviously had a great end of the year and postseason and held this team along when Luca was out a few times, you know. But they obviously need some upgrades if they're going to compete in the Western Conference, especially how loaded the West is. Like, obviously rebounding against the Suns was horrendous. So yeah. they need, like, a serviceable mid-level big man. Like, they 
like these I, mean, I get like they can shoot all they can all shoot threes but no one wanted to rebound in any game against them you know against the the warriors and you could kind of see it showed up a lot in the Warriors series and even quite a bit in the Sun series that when their role players don't show up, the floor is very low. Like yeah. the the gap between the floor and the ceiling for those guys is way too big. Um, so like it'd be nice if you could try to make a trade or something to add some pieces because like unless you get these guys like um, Dinwiddie and Bullock like to raise the average of their game higher. I don't I don't know if you can make it to the Western Conference Finals again next year with almost the same roster. Yeah, you're just asking them to hit threes more cuz that's really kind of what it came down to is like if the Mavs weren't hitting their threes, it was over. And you know, they also weren't rebounding, so maybe you can plug a little of those holes. Um, <laughs> that might help. I think they definitely got to look for a serviceable big man who you can throw in there, who can eat up some clock and also get you some clutch rebounds uh, in the postseason. Like you might not need them during the regular season much, as regular season is a much different style than in the yeah, playoffs right. when your weaknesses kind of get exposed. So they got to figure out something there. But like you said, it's just. Um, it's kind of tight over there, so you don't really know what moves they're going to make. You've got Luka, and you got this superstar who seems ready uh, yeah. to get some winning done. Uh, he's got some learning to do, but do you make the move now uh, and try to go get a big who can come in and play for you? Maybe one of those bigs who has a fractured relationship with their team. Maybe you can figure out something to do there. I, I don't really know what the answer is, but you definitely need – I think they definitely need to do, switch a couple things up this year For and sure. try to give it a different look. And I kind of mentioned it last week too that making it this far and exceeding expectations accelerated this process of Luca. Like you were probably another season away, and the salaries, you know, start to dump off, you know, in two years. But you're pretty stuck for this next year. Like honestly, I doubt they bring Brunson back. Somebody's going to pay him a lot. You'll get Tim Hardaway Jr. back, who is out for most the second half of the year and he was your second best player up until he got hurt so at least you're kind of replacing what Brunson already was doing for you you're not whacking there but then yeah you're just running it back with the same crew and also like that's never worked for anybody to just run it back like you got to move somebody something somewhere something yeah. like you got to change yeah, it yeah they got to do something maybe Maybe there is a way to work in a sign and trade if like Brunson's gonna get offered a lot of money by somebody else. Maybe they can work yeah. in a sign and trade where like the Mavs don't just completely lose out and get something back that'll help them. Yeah, who knows what Tim Hardaway Jr. is gonna look like? Maybe he's somebody you can trade to upgrade a spot or two. Cause I mean, it didn't really seem like y'all needed him too much. I don't really know what difference he would have made this year and give you another consistent score, yeah. but. Um, but still some questions to be answered through this offseason for the Mavs. will be a, one of the most interesting t teams to watch this offseason. Yeah, as big time. Um, as, yeah, the expectations kind of has been raised. Luka is that player that can get you to these types of rounds by himself. Yep. But 
at, you kind of need somebody else to go with you if you're going to take down the likes of Warriors and some of these other teams that are going to be there next year in the Western Conference. So curious to see what they do. The other team that we uh, put to rest for this season, the Miami Heat, and this one got interesting at the end. A wild series, really, you know, back and forth, blowouts, uh, never knew who was going to win each game. Seemed like Boston had the series wrapped up after they blew out the Heat at home in Game 5. Go back to Boston and the Heat respond. Jimmy Butler gives you his uh, you know, best LeBron James impersonation, carries the Heat uh, back to Miami. Yeah. Then you're thinking maybe now the Heat have the advantage. The Celtics come out. They're dominating for most of the game. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, the Heat make a run. Like, looks like, holy shit, are the Heat going to do it? Jimmy Butler lines up a three, misses the three. Celtics hang on. They don't have one of the most epic collapses we probably would have ever seen if they lost that game. The whole uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all this stuff might have been blown up after that if they lost that game. So a lot of what-ifs. Dustin, what did you think about the closeout of that series? Jimmy Butler pulling that three. Uh, just kind of everything that surrounded that game and there's just kind of the after uh, parts of it all. Yeah, even even Game 7 looked like it was in the Celtics' hands the whole time. And, and then, like the end of every quarter, like the last minute and a half or two minutes, the Heat would hit a few buckets and get a turnover and like keep it within five or seven points. And you're like, oh, the Heat aren't dead. Oh, they're not dead. And even the fourth quarter, they're down like 13 with two minutes or something like that. And we were like, yeah, this is over. And I was like, oh, not if they get a stop here in a bucket. And and literally everything that needed to happen. Stop, rebound, lay up, another rebound. And it's like, and the Marcus Smart three-pointers, he was wide open. Yeah, yeah. And he's not horrible. Like, So it's not like you're closing your eyes when he shoots it and he hit – like, he was close every time too. Like, you, you're going to have him shoot that every time. Yeah, I mean, they're so – He just missed like four in a row though. It was <laughs> oh, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is Marcus Smart really going to shoot them out of this game? <laughs> he had like 24 points in the game too. <laughs> it was like it's the not ultimate, like he was guys goal. If you could sum up Marcus Smart's career in one game, that's it. <laughs> like – Plays a great game for you. One of the main reasons you win that game, but also one of the main reasons that you probably almost lost that game. <laughs> yeah. And literally, like, missed another one. They get a rebound. Jimmy Butler gets a clean outlet. And I I like the shot, especially from – When he shot it, we were like – Oh, yeah. yeah. It was – if you watch the angle from right behind him, it's dead straight. Just it's dead straight and just barely short. And – one, the people that are saying Al Horford was defending him. No, he wasn't. Al Horford had a hand, like, or a foot on the paint. Like, yeah, he, was he was at the elbow. <laughs> he wasn't even close. That's why I was like, I like that shot. Yeah. Especially with how clutch Jimmy Butler was and played 48 minutes. Like, he's been your clutchest guy for literally, like, two years now. And he wasn't going to let you lose. I know he's not your best three-point shooter, but I wouldn't want anybody else shooting that ball at that time. On the, that was on the floor for them. Yeah, you live like, or die with you're what not Jimmy decides. Your shot. Yeah, you're okay with whatever he decides to do in that situation because yeah. he's the only reason that you're really in that situation. And so, yeah, I agree. Like, sure, his percentages from three aren't great, but 
if you attack the rim, Al Horford, a pretty good interior defender, maybe yeah. makes a great defensive play there. Maybe they're not going to blow the whistle either. Yeah, yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get. He's probably going to have to have a tough finish around the rim, which he's good at. But that was a wide open shot. It's your best player. He's, he, you know, he's carried you to a finals before. You live or die with what he did there. I have no problem. And with just that. look at the shot before that Struess had to hit, like yeah. crazy fadeaway with somebody literally hand in his face. Like chances of you making that once are pretty slim. That's probably going to be like the next shot you get if you don't mm-hmm. take that and try to work the ball around for the next, you know, fifteen seconds. Which we saw at the end You're of that game. You're not going to get a more open shot. Yeah, than that. we saw it at the end of that game. Like after Butler missed, Smart hits the two free throws. The Heat couldn't really even get off another clean look. No, you, he's all up in you. Like it was like, hey, I'm going to win this game, and uh, yeah, I was fine with the decision. I, you know, it sucks that he missed yeah. it, but. You know, he's the type of player who's earned the status to take that shot. If it's Kyle Lowry or somebody else shooting that shot, Victor Oladipo, like, yeah, you have a lot of reason to question it, but Jimmy Butler uh, deserves, you know, the responsibility to make whatever decision, and you go with what he did. And, hell, I mean, shout-out to Jason Tatum for the series he had because, man, Jimmy Butler looked like the best player on the court until, like, Jason Tatum – yeah. The games he was balling, like he wasn't missing. He can do it everywhere. Like what a freaking player! Like good yeah. for him making it to the finals. Yeah. So the Celtics move on. The Heat head home. After a great year for the Heat, though, to say you, you know they yeah. weren't expected to be the top of the Eastern Conference. They were expected to be pretty good once they got Kyle Lowry. They fought injuries all season, got the one seed, dispatched of the Hawks easily, the Sixers pretty easily. And really put up a good fight against the Celtics. And so, uh, nothing to really hang your heads on for the Heat, I think, this year. I did think, like, their injuries kind of yeah, really hampered Yeah, Kyle like, Lowry. Tyler Hero, not – Kyle Lowry sucked. He was terrible. Tyler Hero he can, couldn't do anything. And Hero being out, I think, really hurt them. Because he tried to come yeah. out second quarter and then didn't play their second half. Like, even P.J. Tucker that, was hampered. Like, he wasn't the same – a uh, person that he had been most of this playoffs, you know. Which is also while I'm while I'm glad they didn't make the finals. Yeah. Like going in like super hurt, and we get Celtics, but yeah, they Jimmy Butler literally dragged them along yeah. this far to game. And seven. heck, he was hurt in like games four and five, which made he, us think he hurt his knee and then played forty eight minutes. It was just like <laughs> I also love how he was like, "I'm not coming out." Yeah, I'm playing the whole time, literally every second of this game. Yeah, the dude wants it, and so it's hard to say anything bad about Jimmy Butler after a performance like that, and this really a shot, you know, if he gets a little more legs into it, the Heat are moving on, and we're talking about how, uh, you know, the guts that he had to take that shot. So uh, it's crazy how all these things can come down to one simple play, but ultimately uh, Heat have an interesting offseason headed into the, for them. Kyle Lowry is getting older, injury-riddled uh, these last several seasons. What do you do with Bam? Do you try to trade and get somebody with Tyler Hero? Do you try to upgrade the Tyler Hero position? Seems like they have a lot of things that they can work on. They could, like you said, they could try to run it back. We don't see that work out very often all the time. Uh, They definitely have the pieces to be a contender, but they have the pieces and the assets to go out there and add one more and make them pretty legit. I'll tell you where they're screwed is the Duncan Robinson contract. They gave him... 
I think last well, year, they, last offseason. If anything we've seen from the Heat is they can take those bad contracts and turn them into something. Can they trade, I think, a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson package? They might have to sweeten it up and try to get – I think they like Tyler Hero and want to yeah, keep Yeah, I think him. so too. Maybe Bam? <laughs> Bam is on a max deal also. Yeah, but those guys are. And they just signed Kyle Lowry to a three-year deal. Bam is not a waste of that. Yeah, but like Kyle Lowry didn't work out, and maybe that's because he's injured. Maybe the age of him is catching up to him. But like they got PJ Tucker for cheap for another year, and Tyler Hero for really cheap for another year. But after that, like Struce is coming back at super cheap, and yeah, everything everybody else is super cheap or not there. So they have room. But they got a lot of money at the top tied up into Butler, Autobio, and Kyle Lowry. And Duncan Robinson, kind of. I got it. If you're the Dallas Mavericks, do you package <laughs> Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway, Dwight Powell, and like some picks for Bam Autobio and Duncan Robinson? <laughs> well, one, I don't think that money. Yeah, I would, have to, I would have to play with the ESPN <laughs> trade machine and see. Bam, Bam's making 30 mil next year, and Duncan's making almost 17. And Maybe so, yeah, depending to. on what – like, yeah. Duncan Robinson's making just as much as Tim Hardaway. <laughs> Maybe it have to be a three-team, like, where somebody – It'd have to be a three-team. Yeah, I don't know if the, he could – But, Bam yeah, Bam would be great. Man, he, he kind of disappeared in this – Quite a bit. Yeah, he, he's such a bizarre player because when he's great, he's really was, good. But was it Al Horford to just shutting shutting him down and being the bigger physical dude? Fucking Al Horford like out here, fifteen year vet Al Horford just shutting down the guy we wrote off a couple years ago. Ended up in Oklahoma City for a year, and all of a sudden comes back to the Celtics. So the NBA Finals start on Thursday. We're you know, after a couple of days with no basketball, it'll be nice to have game one on Celtics versus the Warriors. Like I said, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr making their sixth finals appearance together. Meanwhile, the Celtics making their first finals appearance together this iteration of the Boston Celtics. The finals experience in this series, the Warriors have 123 final games under their belt, while the Celtics have a combined zero. So, Advantage wow. Warriors in that one. Um, Al Horford, the guy we were just discussing, makes his first NBA Finals appearance after 141 playoff games, which was the most years. most in NBA history uh, playoff wow. games without a Finals appearance. So he gets to break that, gets his shot at an NBA Finals game. Uh, some other little things here. Jason Tatum comes into this as one of four players in NBA history to reach the NBA Finals, averaging 25 five and five before turning 25 um and while these teams both have pretty good offenses both of them throw out very formidable defenses as well as they both have some of the best defensive ratings uh tied together at 106.9 so uh this should be a fun series dustin what do you think about the celtics and the warriors facing off for the nba championship you know, we talked about it while watching that game seven of Heat Celtics that I don't think the Warriors are scared of either team that wins this game. No. Because neither of those teams play very pretty and make it look like basketball is hard to them. 
Whereas the Warriors always make it look so easy. Like, no matter how you want them to do it, they can make it look easy and score however they want to. Like you said, they play great defense still. These are the number one and two best defenses. Um, I also think, like, the Celtics, they had their own injury problems over the last two weeks. Like, they had Jason Tatum hampered. They had Al Horford out for a game. They had Marcus Smart dealing with everything <laughs> at one point. <laughs> like, whereas you got the Warriors who might have Gary Payton Jr. coming back. Um, Andre yeah, Iguodala. I just forgot the other guy's name. Andre Iguodala uh, is getting better. Otto Porter is getting better. Otto Porter has come back. I don't think Iguodala is going to play. Oh, I don't either. People <laughs> keep saying that, but I'm, and I'm like, you never know. I guess it's fun to say just because he's still there. <laughs> he's going to come in and win MVP again. <laughs> I forgot about him being on the Warriors until I was like watching one of their games and they showed him on the sideline and I was like, oh, forgot. <laughs> Andre Iguodala is a Warrior again. And like I know Clay is not how he used to be, you know, three and five years ago and whatnot, but he's still really good. He's starting to. Jordan he was starting Cole's to do some really old Clay good. things in that Dallas series. He was starting to hit some of those shots that were similar to things. You're still did. scared if he catches the ball yeah. halfway open that he's going to knock it down. Yeah. And they have other guys that can play the defensive role that he used to play, like so he doesn't have to do all the stuff he ha- used to do. And, of course, Steph is still just the craziest, best player on the court, no matter what, because he makes you have to do so many things. I think they're going to go win another one out of this. Um, Obviously, I think the Celtics will fight for it. Probably going to get blown out in, like, two or three of the games, (laughs) because that's just what they'll do. Yeah, they'll forget (laughs) how to score for a whole quarter. They'll fight. They'll forget how to score in some games. They'll fight in some games and try to win it, but – I don't see this even making it to a game seven. Maybe, maybe in six. Yeah, the one interesting thing that uh, I will add here is there is there is one team that has a winning record versus the Golden State Warriors since Steve Kerr has been the head coach for them, and that team is the Boston Celtics. Cleveland Cavaliers. So. <laughs> no, that team is uh, regular season games, and and uh, Boston. So you know they even have a winning record over them because okay. they beat them in three out of the four finals. But yeah, the Celtics have a winning record over the Steve Kerr led Warriors. Of course, they only face like two times a year, so there's yeah. not a whole lot of matchups. But maybe there is something there. Maybe we see who played all those games. Uh, it is still several. <laughs> Parts of these teams, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Uh, of course, they had Kyrie there for a you know hot second. But you know maybe that there is something to that. You never know. You try to take what you get from whatever the finals provide you, whatever stats are out there. But I definitely think that the Celtics have some guard size and length and ability to give the Warriors some problems. Um, you know, Jason Tatum can definitely cancel. Cancel out Clay Thompson with his ability on defense and offense. Uh, Jalen Brown, you don't know what you're getting from him every game, but he's definitely one of those guys who can go off for 30 points, yep. uh, win a game for you. Uh, Al Horford has become like a force this playoffs that nobody expected. Him versus yeah. Draymond is actually a very intriguing matchup that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. But, you know, there are some things that I see the Celtics team being able to kind of give the Warriors fits. The thing with the Heat was they were a great three-point shooting team in the regular season. 
They were not able to hit threes uh, regularly in that series. The Golden State Warriors have so many different dudes that I think they can aren't do that. going to be able to bury you from three. <laughs> might not be Steph this game. It might be Clay. It might not be Clay. It might be Jordan Poole. Um, they just create so much havoc on that end on offense. Um, and like you said, Steph, Steph and Clay draw so much focus. So I just – I think they have the advantage. I think they're going to be able to run the Celtics off the court once they get it figured out. It might be like a surprising close game in the first one, but I think the Warriors get this figured out. I think they get this one handled. I think they win this one. Uh, I would say six at the most. I think it's also cool how the Warriors, this is their, like you said, sixth time in eight years. They won one before KD. They won during the KD era. And I think now it's cool how they're still, like, hungry and almost act disrespected that, like, KD came in and won those, that championship. And they're – those three guys, the original three of those Warriors, like Steph Clay and Draymond, like, still play with that, like, chip on their shoulder, like, disrespected. Like, they're the undersized dude that they were drafted at, you know. And, like, they're still out to prove something, even though they're this great dynasty over the last ten years. Like, I think it's pretty cool that they're still that hungry to go get another ring and, like, really cement themselves as one of the best dynasties in the NBA. Well, I think it's those struggle years without Clay, right? You know, Clay gets hurt. And they're kind of, yeah, playing for Clay from the last few years. And they struggle these last two years not making the playoffs. They had that really bad record the year before. They lose in the play-in games last year. I think that definitely got them hungry again, you know, to – because yeah. after having so much success and then struggling like that, you know, that's got to be difficult. So, yeah, that definitely drove that hunger. They definitely want to prove it. You could kind of see it in the way that they were in that look in their eyes when they had the Mavs dead and dead in the water. You oh, could just yeah. see it in Steph and in Clay and in Draymond. So, um, yeah, it's a it's one of those dynasties you don't get to see too often in sports that kind of have three different iterations of that team. Um, you know, you've kind of seen it with Tom, you know, you've seen it with Tom Brady, you kind of saw it with the Spurs. Within like a really short span though. Yeah, yeah, like, really. Congested. You know, the Tom era had like an eight-year gap in between. Yeah, it has, yeah. Whereas this is within eight years of these championships was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah and like, they, you know, with the NBA changing so much like it is with players moving all over, it's been the same core that's ultimately been uh there to carry them on and it's been other players coming in and stepping up when they need them to but at the end of the day it's Steph it's Clay it's Draymond it's Steve Kerr and not a lot of yep. teams get to say that not a ta- lot of teams I think will get to say that in the future either I uh like randomly heard an interview and it got brought up that like, you know in the past few years like trading Clay was yeah like rumored but never like surface kind of thing yeah like stuff like that and i don't know who they asked it's some like gm or somebody and they were like they would never do that because they just knew that would upset steph and not in like a pissed off like kyrie irving type way but like he just wouldn't have been the same yeah type of dude if they did that to one of like to that guy that's been along there with him. And I was like, yeah, that's a great point. Like, don't upset a dude that has such a great attitude um, and a winning culture. 
and just to make a move for a couple of years. So yeah, and cool. and Steph's been. I was listening to another podcast talking about the, his just kind of uh, ability to go with the flow and not really be that superstar that wants to force anything. That he's just been a great player, a great asset to have because. You know, during those shitty years, he wasn't like, we got to trade everything and get get back here. He's like, he also wasn't sitting out all the time either. Yeah. And he's also not, hey, we have two first-round picks. We got to trade it for a superstar. He trusts the process. He lets them, all right, let's draft Moody. Let's draft Kaminga. Let's bring up this G League Jordan yeah, kid. Like he believes and he trusts in the, the ability is of the organization to provide that for him. And that's definitely something to say, like, you know, I love and respect LeBron and love everything that he's done, but you kind of look at some of the things that could have shaped out differently if he trusts the process right. on certain things, if he trusts the development of younger players more than I need the old veteran guy, like how things could have swung differently for him um, if if he would have been a little more patient instead of just always demanding, we got to do this now, we got to do this now. So it's definitely something that, like, I, I, I didn't like Steph for a while. I definitely he's grown more on me I think it definitely took Katie leaving it took them sucking for these last two years to kind of fall back in the good graces of basketball fans Um, you know kind of like all right and they're back and it's the good fun iteration of that Warriors team that was really just Steph Clay Draymond and then these pieces that kind of surrounded them so um, So, yeah I'll take I'll take Warriors in six yeah I'm I'm gonna go Warriors I'm going to go Warriors in six as well. I feel like anytime you pick under six games in these, it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Uh, we yeah. joked about Warriors in five right after that game. But I do think the Celtics will be a formidable team. I think they'll be able to make this a fun series. I, I at least hope so after the last few rounds have been kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. we hope that this finals packs a punch, leaves us with some, you know, moments, a Steph moment, a Clay moment, a Tatum moment. Uh, all these guys are, are uh, you know, pretty entertaining players to watch. So it should ultimately be a pretty good NBA finals. Game one tips off Thursday night. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, we will already probably know the outcome from game one uh, and we'll look be looking ahead to game two but catch us next week here uh when we will dive into the middle and see what we're uh have you know gone through in the first couple games of the nba finals uh, maybe by then we'll have a clear picture of who's going to be taking home the title maybe by then it'll be a, a toss-up on who's going to uh, win this thing but we're excited for it the nba season is quickly coming to a close but we'll be here to take you through every step of the way to the finals in the new NBA champion. Um, but we have got some shot bets to wrap up now. Alright, shot bets from last week. Uh, we had a couple of Eastern Western Conference Finals games for y'all. We had Game 5 of the Mavs versus Warriors. This was the one that me and Dustin finally got right. Um, the uh, We both picked the Warriors, and the Warriors gave us that yeah. shot back victory. That was a pretty easy one. I don't think really many people had the Mavs going in and forcing a Game 6 there. The second shot bet was Game 6 of the Heat versus the Celtics. Heat 
stole game six, stole that shot bet victory from us. I uh, thought that the Celtics were going to wrap it up there, but instead they had to wait till game seven to do so. So uh, those were our shot bets from last week. We add one to our total, so I'm up to seven. Dustin is up to eight. Uh, and so uh, not too much damage there last week. Um, this week we will do some NBA Finals games. So Dustin, do you want to go ahead and pick NBA Finals game one tonight? Or do you want to wait till Thursday and kind of see uh, what the health status of some of these players are? No, I'll pick it tonight. I mean, we're going to San Francisco to play at the Bay, and I'll take the very well-rested Warriors. Now, I mean, the Celtics, they'll be rested and fine and ready for that game, but maybe still a little injury hamper in here and there. The Warriors are healthier, ready to go, way more experience, as you mentioned. I'll take Steph, Draymond, Clay, Steve Kerr, the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to take the Warriors in game one, too. The Celtics have, you know, while it's impressive that they made it this far, they've had a very tough road. Uh, a lot of battles, two series that went to game sevens. And then what's crazy is the series with the least amount of point differential that they've had was the one that they swept, which was against the Nets. So uh, they've, they've definitely had a lot of fights, a lot of injuries, and so... I think the more West back to back game seven, yeah. it's like that takes a lot out of you. Think, even if you get a week off in between, I think the more rested warriors will be ready. These guys have been here before. They know what this moment is. And so I expect the warriors to take game one as well. Our second shot bet will be, we'll do game three, uh, which I think will be uh, Sunday night or Monday night before we record again. So um, that will be the shot bets for this week. Uh, make sure once you, See them on Twitter to join in on the fun and let us know when you paid your shop bet debt off. We would greatly appreciate that involvement. Uh, we just want to do a little something different to have fun with our listeners. So, uh, Dustin, do you got yourself a final shot for this week? I do have a tailgate final shot. It's going to be a little hockey talk. Oh, hockey talk. I have hockey on we the tube here. Talked, didn't talk hockey in a while, but the New York Rangers – Won their second-round East playoff game the other night um, in Game 7 against the – I forgot, already forgot who they played. Hurricanes. That doesn't matter. Carolina Hurricanes, that's who. But they are now in the playoffs 5-0 and in elimination games, and they're only through the second round. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> First round, they had to win Game 5, 6, and 7 to make that comeback. And then – in this round, they had to win game six and seven to advance. <laughs> so now they get the uh, luxury of facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time defending champs, in the Eastern Conference Finals. But 5-0 and in elimination games already. <laughs> so just instead let them get up 3-1 through yeah. and then you might have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Probably not the greatest streak to keep <laughs> yeah. going with, but, uh, they, you know. Maybe just go to six and zero in elimination games and win the next yeah, game you know, seven. Finish it off sooner. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, a little hockey talk there. Uh, the Ice Cats were unfortunately swept in the second round by the reigning champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, their season came to a close. I don't really have anything much to add other than did you see the little baseball spat that kind of took everything by storm? The Tommy Pham oh, yes. slapping Jock Peterson. <laughs> Over fantasy. That was my third final shot. I'm glad you brought it up. Hilarious. There's also speculation of when this actually happened. Yeah, because fantasy football is a while. It might not be like a recent thing. It might have been 
last year or like earlier this year. But I think it's hilarious that like these couple millionaires are having an argument about like fantasy football. <laughs> Having a legit argument about fantasy football in the outfield and slaps another one. <laughs> I've never gotten that mad over, over fantasy football something. Have you? <laughs> no, but like over text, you know, yeah. like people would be like, oh, you're you're doing like apparently they were mad about something somebody was doing with the roster. Like we would have like arguments over text messages like within the league right. group, you know, but to actually physically hit the other person is great. <laughs> the only way baseball can get relevant, Dustin, is if the NFL <laughs> NFL <laughs> is involved. Uh, yeah, I thought that was bizarre. Awesome. And then the uh you see Castellanos out here again uh, what interrupting topic? another uh, you know, sad or uh, another moment on a broadcast where they were recognizing, you know, Memorial Day thing, and then there's a deep drive by Castellanos. And a home run by Castellanos. The, Is that like the third time he's done it in his yeah, career? Yeah, like the third time. He's, the dude has the best timing. He's impeccable timing, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a little baseball tidbits for y'all to end the tailgate. But that will do it for this week. Week 86 of Tailgate Talks. Catch us next week where we'll be diving back into the NBA, uh, maybe doing a little more hockey talk in our final shots. Who knows? But in order to catch that, you got to be following us on Apple and Spotify. Hit us with those five stars on either platform. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Also, follow us on social media. Follow our Twitter account. If you want to interact with us, get our thoughts on breaking news and anything like that, follow us there at tailgate underscore talks. And as always, guys, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.